Hello and welcome to episode 27 of the Ampart Rolls podcast. Well, it's been yet another week of Groundhog Day, basically, at Reading Football Club. And to uh, help me talk about it this week, I'm joined by Mr Neil Rees. Hello, Mr Bobbins. Hello. So, let's get started with a slight positive in the first half against Leeds, going back to last Saturday. Do you think there's any positives in that game in the first 40 minutes, maybe, Neil? Certainly the first 40 minutes, anything after 40 minutes, and it's back to the same on Malays, isn't it? But, yeah, as I I tweeted midway through the half, I was grinning like an idiot for certain elements of that because we actually looked like a football team. It actually looked like we'd done some training and it actually looked like we had a formation that worked. Um, There seemed to be certain things that... They were doing a little bit differently. They were going a bit more direct at times and the passing seemed to be a little more focused. People were running into the right areas. Even Aluko got on the ball a bit more. So you, it, it it almost seemed as if they'd reached a level where they thought, right, we do have to step up somehow now. And they were showing it. And the the goal was beautiful from, from Barrow. The through ball from Aluko was something that we'd been wanting to see for eons but had never surfaced before uh, it, it was all looking really nice um and then as usual the wheels fell away from the uh from the nuts so um yeah back back to back to normal but um yeah for a while it looked looked pretty yeah i mean i think positives were players performance individual performances there you look at barrow he's by easily been one of our Probably a player of the season so far. Look I think Clement, so. he by far had his best game in a ring shirt for the whole match, yeah, not just for the he, first he half. Looked, Clement looked as if he had uh, some comfort in his game. Um, what the remit was, I'm not really sure, but it, it seemed to be that way for most of the midfield. But for Clement to, to really be, to stand out, if you like... Was something that he's not done before in a, in a Reading shirt. And most people have looked on him and wondered, you know, what his job is, what he's supposed to do. But he did a hell of a job, and, and I think, you know, things started to change when he was substituted. Yeah, definitely. I thought that was a real turning match point in the whole match. Really, I thought Kelly also had a pretty good game, and Bodvarsson, I think, another player who had his best game in a Reading shirt. Not just the goal, yeah. his whole all-round performance. I think you. Certainly, from what I picked up from it, was that the players who who played the best on that day were the ones that had the most energy. Clement had bags of it um, until obviously he was taken off because I guess he was knackered. Um, Kelly the same, and and he tailed off. But Varson was always there or thereabouts uh, in the mix of things. Um, he didn't win that many headers as such, but he, he was making the ball drop in in good areas that we could pick up from. Um, so all those players that played well, they were the ones that were trying to dictate a bit more tempo in the game, which is something we've we've not had. Um, so that was that was a really encouraging sign, but we, we just couldn't keep it up. Um, fitness, yeah. I would look at our fitness in that game. Mm. I mean, we can go back to the individual goals and moments a bit later, but if you just look at the fitness us in the second half, we dropped off massively. I know you could say also our mentality was to try and bizarrely sit when we're two all at mm. home when we desperately need a win yeah but we just didn't look physically capable of getting around the pitch 
for no, the last 25 no. minutes, they, really. They did look really leggy towards the, from about 60, 65 minutes onwards. And the introduction of the, of the subs of Swift and Edwards particularly just didn't add anything. Swift was trying to go on the ball, but couldn't couldn't keep you know he he was trying to pass to people where their legs couldn't carry them anymore yes, there was that element as well and uh, i mean it, it's for edwards it's the same old kind of story really you don't know what he's what he's been told to do and it seemed to be a bit like five-a-side football for him where he just chased wherever the ball was and see what happened um and i think that lack of a shape went against us because we we did look too desperate, too frantic. Um, it wasn't like Leeds were piling on the constant pressure. It was no, but we just all. couldn't connect anything after no, that. No, we we seemed to be incapable of getting into their penalty area, which is quite incredible yeah. how we managed to get a goal to mm. equalise. Really, in, in the first half we were getting chances and chances. Yes, loads. And in yeah. the second half, you think we just need one more chance. But if you looked at the second half, you're thinking, well. We hadn't had any chances in the no. second half, really. That to, was our only chance. Yeah. That wasn't even a chance to yeah. go, was it? it was um, pretty so it's you know, the old football analogy of a game of two holes was literally that. But you do wonder if we'd managed to hold on at the end of the first half where we didn't concede, how different would it have been? How much would have, have a, a mental um, fillip would it have been for us to go in at half-time ahead and not have to worry too much about your legs. I think we'd have played exactly the same in the second half. It's it's we're possible. So low on confidence that we're just going to sit back against any team. It doesn't matter who it is. We just can't push ourselves mm. up the pitch. If let's go back to the goals though. If we just look at the first goal that was scored by Bodvarsson, that was a lovely team goal, wasn't it? That was actually yeah. something that you'd love to see. Kelly getting the ball off. The Leeds player harassing him, then passing it off to Clement, and then a Luco through ball, which almost played through two players, didn't it? And Barrow as well, yeah, alongside him. It yeah. worked so nicely. Yeah, I think and he took it well. It was one of the few times this season where you could see something happening before your eyes. And when a Luco played that through ball and it got through to Bodvarsson, I just said goal. And you don't say that <laughs> watching really. us this season. No. And I no. said, "Well, you do, but for the opposition." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I problem. said, "Goal!" And I thought, if he doesn't knock this in, I'm going to look like a bit of an idiot. And he he, he finished it lovely. Yeah. Uh, and it it just gave you that little glimpse of what this season could have been. It not it would have been you know drastically different, of course. But if they the players had that confidence and vision, like Aluko did in that split second. To pick out that pass, you're going to think, why can't we do this more often? No, I agree. And not long after that, there was another chance for Bodvast, in which I think he probably should have scored from, from a great cross from Barrow. Yeah. And it was almost easier to score than to not score. It was one of those ones where he's gone, he's stretching so much, he can't get his foot round it. So yeah. He's got something on it. But you just think, if we score that second goal, mm. I don't think he would... We, Barrow's chance as well, where he... Um, yes, possessed the defender, yes. and his well, pace should have taken him away enough, but, but it was it, bouncing no. and yeah. it was a, it was a, a little bit tricky. And he, he just needed another couple of strides to get inside the box. Yeah. Um, but I guess he snatched at it a wee bit and um, didn't come off. But the, yeah, it, it should have been put to bed really. That, that well, we game had the in the first shot half. as well, didn't we? Yes, From about thirty yeah, yards. Yeah. Was a brilliant shot. I mean, that. Yeah, it was a good save. It was a good save, and yeah. Their keeper Peacock Farrell, he, he made a, a number of decent saves 
that kept them in it. Um, and I, I think it's safe to say one of the best halves that we, we've had. Yes. Um, even though we went in at, uh, at one each. Problem is, though, once we conceded the goal, which was another comical goal, Bakuna gets ball watching, their flag gets in behind him, crosses the ball across, Liam Moore caught slightly. Uh, I wouldn't say asleep, but the, the attacker gets ahead of him. Yeah. No, was it the attacker? Uh, Janssen, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. And he scores. Gunter tries to clear off the line. It looks a bit like a common mm. goal, but he's just it, trying to get something on it, isn't it's it? It's just yeah. a typical goal for, for yeah. us this season where the lack of concentration is is evident again. And it, it it's just one individual error turns into three. And it just takes a couple of seconds and the, and the ball's in the net. And Jakola's doing his uh, first job of picking the ball out. Um, but Jakola on crosses throughout the match was concerning. Yeah, I mean, the punching is... Oh. Is worrying for a, a six foot five keeper. I mean, it's it's fine to alleviate some pressure, and you'd rather keep a go for the ball than not. But you've got to be a really really good puncher of the ball and not just let it go ten yards for it to come straight back in again. Um, and, and I'm sure we've we've covered this before, and we'll say it again. It's like we don't really know what Manoni has done or not done to deserve being on the bench, uh, and. I think we've probably concluded now that after the performances we've seen, I don't think you could really say that MC is the answer. No, no, that's the thing. I mean, maybe Minoni had made some mistakes, and we also don't know his uh, mental state, obviously, mm. after his situation with his mother died. Yeah, absolutely. It's another factor. Could be many factors it? there. But I don't look at uh, my Mr. Jacoba and think, well, he's even similar level or better. I'd say he's definitely worse. I mean, the crossing, he's he'll catch the ball when there's no one around him, mm. but any contact, and he's going to try and punch it straight away yeah. or not get near it. The punching was definitely something that we've not seen in, in recent seasons, both um, Ali and Manoni oh. would rather come for the ball and claim it than, than punch it. Um, but yeah, it's a really worrying thing where you don't know what he's going to do. No. You think he's going to claim it? Is he going to punch it? I mean, our defending's bad you enough. You just don't know. the goalkeeper, we don't know whether he's going to catch it, no. punch it, miss it. Unless we forget what happened at the very uh, tail end of the game as well. Yes, it's a bit of a problem, isn't it? Yeah, right at the end of the match, Jacola managed to kick the ball against the Leeds United uh, striker. And, uh, wow, I don't know how that didn't go in. That was... <laughs> Still, whenever they look it back, I, even now when I look back and see it on the video, I just think that's going in. And wow, that yeah. was summed up. He took so long to take the kick. I have no idea why he's, he did that in the first half against Leeds, and he also did it against Bolton. Now other teams have noticed he take needs a really long wind up mm. with his right foot to get rid of it. Yeah, and that is a major problem because people saying, "Well, the back pass from Liam Moore wasn't very good," and I thought, "I don't think so. I think that's fine." I don't think it was many difference to than the other back pass that we've no. had, really. But he did take an awful long time to to take that kick. And okay, the saga wasn't closing down at a massive rate, but he knows he has to keep some distance away to kind of get any kind of purchase on the ball. And it was right in my eye line of where that ball was travelling as well. And for for a second, it looked like it was going in, but the spin just eked it away a bit. And yeah, it would have summed up last season completely if it had, um, if it had gone in. Uh, it was just one of those horrific moments that you think, oh, how how will we manage to contrive this situation again? 
but um, but yeah, it. We've tried a different keeper now, and he's conceded six, seven, six goals. goals. Yeah, one against Bolton, two against Leeds, and then three last night. So, is if is Manoni in, in a good enough? Can't blame state? him for all the goals, though. No, no, you can't. So but that would be very harsh. If you get a clean sheet out of one of them, you kind of have some. But we've got kind one of clean idea. sheet in eighteen with Manoni as well. Yeah, 15. but so, that's what you put different keepers in for, don't you? To yeah. get different and results. I can see why he's done it. Maybe there are, there are reasons, but it's not worked. No, no, it's... I'm not convinced that it's going to work. One thing he couldn't do anything about was the Leeds second goal. No, that was that was again another calamity in our defence where we're, we're just not watching uh, where other players are and Liam Kelly plays us into trouble, doesn't he? Not yeah. not for the first time in two games. He seems to do that um, every single game when he's playing at the moment, doesn't he? Yeah, and got away with it against Bolton. It, it's it's a massive trait in the side though of just yeah. misplaced passes, but we misplace them in our own half, yeah, in that's... in and around our own box, yes. which is the crazy thing. And that pass was you, you could you could see that afterwards and the goal went in that Liam had his you know head in his hands again. You think, what did I do that for? But he should have learned a bit from the previous game where he did exactly the same thing, albeit they didn't score. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, well, yeah, Bolton was even worse. Yeah, it, it actually was. <laughs> it should yeah. have been. Um, but yeah, to go two one down within a. Not that many minutes gone after half time. You're kind of thinking, what do we do at half time? Where we either switch off just before it or just after it, the, the head's still in the clouds. It's it's it's, it's a baffling thing. Um, it, it it kind of defines a bit of the makeup of the side that they can't concentrate. No, definitely, uh, definitely, that is a major problem throughout the whole of the season. I mean, you go right back to the Fulham match, couldn't you, at home? when we play against 10 men for the whole of the game, apart from the first 60 seconds, and Carlos gets sent off for Fulham. Yeah. Then Joey Vanderberg gives away a goal with a back pass. It's yeah. a total kamikaze. Gunter comes flying in for no reason. Yeah. And you just think, that's, that's it. We should have known then, really. Yeah. yeah that's it, the whole season up. Needless mistakes. And it, it, it's just so frustrating that they never be able to iron this out or, you know, have a group conversation with each other and say, look, we're good at doing the basic passing to each other but we have to look up and see who's around and see who's available or do the simple thing and just bang it into touch if you're in trouble but they never seem to want to do that well they seem to change styling matches at the moment I think in the Leeds in the first half they played in one style which was different to what Stan wanted and against Bolton they did that and then they revert to type mm. But any kind of pressure they just revert to pass 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 but which ultimately doesn't go anywhere no and then Stem comes out after and says, oh, I don't really want to play this way, but I am. I mean, I'll come on to apps yeah. now later, but yeah. it's a very strange situation. One thing that slightly does uh, slightly does concern me is Bakuna. He's coming out after the match saying, oh, next season I want to be playing in one position. And I've, when he's playing in a right-back or left-back position, I've noticed his game level recently has not been as high as if he was to be playing in midfield. No, I think I certainly observed him. I can't remember which game it was. No, it was, I think it was around about turn of the year, maybe maybe December. Might have been. And he was playing a right back and he just clearly looked disinterested in being there. And then I think in the next game after that, he was put back in, in midfield 
and you could just tell he was so much happier yeah. and, and so much more content that he was chasing the ball, he was passing the ball more sweetly than he was at right back. He was closing people down, put him a right back, and he he, he really doesn't seem to know what, not what to do, but he hasn't got any energy to to do it effectively. And I think that's just another part of you know Stem's inability to recognise what a player is good at and what position is his best. I agree. I think this is also a problem for Sona Luka. Um, I think he's been moved around and played in a very different way that they played him at Fulham. Yeah, but we've never actually played him in the, in the same position that he was at well, Fulham. Why did we buy him then? Exactly. You, you do have to wonder why we think we needed him. You see I mean, him in a position you, last season when he was excellent. You can even go back to, to to Graben though, when we had him. It's like, well, we needed a striker. We got him in. And you kind of think, well, he's got some pedigree. He knows how to score goals. And then we don't play him. Though. Well, he's definitely not worth signing Graben. He's only got 16 goals, hasn't he? Yeah, he's clearly an appalling striker, isn't he? Um, but yeah, that's a different thing, recruitment, isn't it? So we, we yeah, know that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I've, overall in that game, I think in the Leeds match, I thought... It was, it was positive. Was it two points dropped? Well, it probably was. You've got to win yeah, the home game. I, but I, I think so. If you look at the first half, have, how long is it since we played that well at home? Especially on a Saturday. A long, long time. So I thought I was actually going to see a win for once. Wow. Um, have you seen this win this season? Nope. Not once? Not a single wow. time. Well, it's only been eight times. So uh, Eight times we've won this season. Yeah. Yeah, very yeah much. it is rather desperate. It's been absolutely it? golden this season, hasn't it? Yeah, it's one to remember. <laughs> it's definitely one to remember. <laughs> when we're winning the Champions League in five years' time, we will laugh at this season. We will laugh. Ron Gourley's up there. Belly laughs. Yeah, with his John Terry suit on. With <laughs> <laughs> his golden throne. Yeah. So then we moved on to Wolves, which I think we all expected to lose, and we proceeded to do exactly that. Yeah, if, if we ever thought it was going to be anything other than uh, Wolves something, Reading nil, then we're kind of being a bit deluded, uh, really. It was a free hit, despite what others might think. Um, but we knew we, we weren't going to get a point out of that. It's just fantasy to think that we would survive. Um considering everything else that we've ever seen, including when Wolves dismantled us at the Medeski. It um, it was always going to be that. I, I was surprised in a way it was only three. Yes, well, I mean, I watched some of it. I didn't watch all of it because it was, it, well, we just didn't attack at all. And not only that, there's a way to lose a game. And that was not the way that we did last night. No. No. I mean, when you've got people like Dave Edwards coming off the pitch and whatever we think of him as a player... He was absolutely right with this, that there was no intensity. No. They didn't show any courage or anything on the ball. They just wanted to get rid of it. And he, one interesting thing that he said was that it's, what was happening is was there was an opportunity to get the ball into the box, into the Wolves' box, and instead of that, we just kept on passing the ball. And he went on to say that if you haven't had the ball for a long time, your natural th- kind of th- yeah. want is to keep the ball, when actually... You yeah. should be getting that ball into the box if there's a pass there. It's, it's almost as if there's a blind spot in their mentality now in that they're forgetting that the aim is actually to win a game of football, yes. not play the prettiest or win the possession stat, which, which isn't you know obviously not the aim. But as you say, when, when they get so tricked into, into feeling that if they don't have the ball, then the, the, the ball can't love them back. You're kind of failing to realise that... You know, against Wolves and against every other team, you've got to score more goals than they do. 
But, you know, the, the damning statistic at the end of it was that we didn't have a shot on target in the entire game. It's terrible. Um, so the players know, obviously, that they're under hiding to nothing against Wolves. That, that's that's understandable with the, with the record that we've got. But you've got to have that effort. You've got to have that intensity. You've got to be brave. Otherwise, we're not going to get out of the hole that we're in. Um, it, it's okay at home to kind of turn it on a wee bit and you know, win over the, the home support. But away from home, where you get valuable points at this tail end of the season, could be the ones that really keep you up. Yeah, I know, definitely. I definitely, we're in just, team just look totally confused. You've got yeah. team confusing selections, there's no consistency. No. I mean, we've this time last week, we've just seen Tom Holmes playing a game. He didn't do absolutely awful, and then he's just bombed out. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, like, it, it's every action is just strange. It was strange to play him. Especially when you consider that Yap said, if the Wolves game hadn't been cancelled, Tom Holmes was going to play. Yeah. So we go to Wolves. Yeah. And couldn't defend in the Wolves in the game before against Leeds, and then you've got you've got to wonder if a lot of the the players' disgruntlement really is that Yap tells them one thing and then he does something completely different. Yes, so they don't know where they stand, and yeah. he he gives them false hope and false promises, and he's just not giving them what they need as footballers. They they need stability. They need to know where they where they. Are supposed to be and what they're doing, and maybe just Stam just changes on a whim so much that we don't really understand what he, he wants anymore. Yeah, I think it's just another example of uh, Stam's just overcomplicating matters. I think what we need now at the moment is very, very simple messages to players. Yeah, we don't need anything complicated. The thing is, we need to stop goals, score goals. Tackle, pass, shoot. Mm. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, the niceties and fine, fine elements of the games can just be, you know, destroyed and thrown away. We almost have to go like the Cardiff approach. Yeah. Get it direct, get the ball down the other end, feed off the scraps. And as, as we've seen lately, we haven't been actually that bad at scoring goals. No, no, we do score some goals, apart from last night, but. Anyone would have expected that. But so we've scored two, two, and we've scored three in one yes, game. We, have, yeah. we are starting to be consistent scorers now. Yes, um, and obviously Bud Varson, when he does play, now he's in double figures, which is pretty much a miracle considering how he started with us, which is not his fault. Just imagine being Bud Varson and Edwards. You were yeah. last season. Yeah, back and look at where you are now. Yeah. It's it's chalk and cheese, isn't it? it? Must I mean, be they, like, they, wow. they probably wouldn't have played them. No, they wouldn't have granted, wow. but they would have been around something pretty special, of yes. course. Yes. So moving on to the goals from last night, uh, the first one I think was down to Jacola, which is a bit frustrating because I thought we were pretty solid for the first forty minutes. Wolves had maybe one chance from Costa, but not really that much. Mm. But once we let the first one in, it was just a matter of how many times it's, the door was yeah, going to be beaten it, down, wasn't it? It's the it, really? same old story, isn't it? As soon as we concede one, then, you know, that that, that thought is there that they're, they're fallible again, which we know they are. And it, it's it then becomes a question of can we score a second rather than concede a second? And I think that the thought process is then just all over the shop. They've The cons, confidence drops. Uh, their own self-trust in doing the right thing disappears and the shape falls apart. Um, we, we know that all too well this season from, from what we've seen, that if we don't score that first goal, 
then that's it. It's pretty much game over. Almost, yeah, we're totally stuffed. And then we go on to the second goal, which I thought Jacona could have done better on. Some people disagreed with me on that one, which is fair enough. But I thought if he was a if he was a better goalie, he'd be in a better starting position and he would have taken mm. out. I've seen him repeatedly come out of goals, come out of the goal. He kind of hesitates. Yeah. He's in that yeah. in-between. He's not quite sure because he lacks confidence like the whole of the team. Yeah. But, yeah, again, it's also fair to say that Laurie should have done a lot better with a phobie. It's just no one near yeah. him or anything. But yeah. We're just all over the place. All over the place. But what was Blackett doing for the whole process as well? I mean, I don't know. Well, it was, it was another strange one to bring Blackett in, really, what wasn't was it? But, um, no. Yeah, it, there's not too much to really say. <laughs> there isn't about Blackett, is there, really? No. No. Not, not that it's positive, anyway. So... We also couldn't risk Swift in this game because his injury is clearly too severe to do no, um, again. Yeah, it, it's another thing that's going to define our season, really. And that you know, when we've done well, Swift is there, and when he's not there, we're not. It's it, you can't really pin it on him as being the total fulcrum no. of our success or failure. But we do look remarkably a different side when he's there. But he doesn't look right at the moment. Though. No, no, when no. He's and come on. He's can... half the player. He doesn't look quite right. Is he carrying some kind of injury that at the end of the season there's going to be some kind of operation or something? It, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. Yes. It wouldn't surprise me. But, but it, it shows the... the, the what's, what's the word I'm looking for? It shows the situation that we all know we're in where... Certain not, situations? Certain situations. Yeah. Where we're not risking our, one of our best players because we know there's no point in playing him. Yes. Yes. Because he's not going to yeah. affect the game to be a total no. game changer and winner for us. So it's like, no. eh, we won't even put him on the bench then. That's fine. No. We'll, play him, we'll just play him in the home games like a special team player. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. um, it says, a, says an awful lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, for special plays only. Yeah. Yeah, just bring him on for free kicks around the edge of the box. Take yeah, him off. if only. He's been doing hockey for years. You've been a sub on to take the penalty corner. Well, yeah. And diversity of sports. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. We're mixing <laughs> and matching. Yeah. Sean Curley of... Uh, Sean Curley. <laughs> That's a throwback, that one. That's one for the kids there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, another defeat. Not surprised at all. There's a lot of frustration after the match. But it wasn't really about last night's performance or results. It's about the 16 games before when we've picked up... Wow, well, now we've picked up eight points in, from a possible 51. That's what it's really all about. Nothing's happening. Owners are kind of not really doing anything that we can see or no. say anything that we can uh, listen to or think or what do we think of that just nothing at all no there's there's no noise coming out it's almost as if they're they're playing a very dangerous game of waiting to see what happens um maybe that should have happened start of the year um where some kind of decision was made but all we've heard is that one time from from Ron, where he indicated that the support was still there for the manager, and, and that was way back when we'd had one win in eight, which now seems like golden you know, era, golden form. Um, yeah. we, we'd we'd cry out for uh, one win in eight right now. Yeah. We've always um, managed to double that, so that's yeah. a good. We're consistent. We're consistent. Consistently consistent. Crap. Um, <laughs> like... And I, I don't think, and you probably agree, in that I don't think we'll hear from them now until the season's done. No. And even then, who knows, it could be even worse than that, where they say, well, um, we've gone down, we're in League One again, we're off, see you later. 
Well, this um, is a cheery one, isn't it? <laughs> it's not going to be much else, Paul. No, um, really. But you, you don't know. We, we really don't know what's what's going to happen because we hear yeah. nothing, and because we hear nothing, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, it's it's just gone beyond the point now where we're going to make any changes. I think we, we're all pretty much resigned to that, and he's not going to resign, so we're stuck with it. Um, I think the frustration from Glenn Little last night on uh, Radio Berkshire summed up a lot of Reading fans' feelings, really, when he was saying all these things, this is a team brain dead, they're clueless, they don't seem to have any idea, there's no unity. No. And he's also uh, said that, you know, how can a club like Reading have one win and 17 matches in the Championship we are, not in the Premier League, yeah. and manage, the manager is still there. Yeah. You know, he said, which I agree with totally, if we would have changed the game, changed the manager after eight or nine matches, we could have had a reaction. We might not have, but could it have been any worse than this? Could it have been no, any worse? Absolutely no, not. I mean, don't think so. You'd defy any manager to come into a club and not manage to eke out another win. That's almost impossible to, to, to believe, really. Um, but, but Glenn's right. I mean, he's been around the game... In a, in a professional manner, you know, at the same time that we've been supporting. But um, he, he he knows what it's like to be in that situation and, and he can see what we can't see. And he's saying that there's no unity there, there's no shape, there's no desire, there's, there's no leadership, whether it's, you know, standing in the dugout or on the field. That it just isn't there. And there's there's got to be a... A whole catalogue of reasons for why that is. We don't we don't know because we don't hear from from Ron or above to to say what these things are. And obviously, they're, they're not going to make a decision now about Yap. That's done. If there was ever a decision to be made, it was done a long time ago. Probably when when Ron did give that backing, and their decision probably was way back then. We'll let it run to the end of the season, regardless of where we are. Whether the owners think we can take that risk of possibly being in League One and what the ramifications of that is, again, we, we don't know. Do, do they care enough? No, we, really don't we don't know. know. Well, I think the most damning thing, which I agree with uh, totally with Glenn Little, is the fact that we haven't been unlucky. We're exactly where no. we deserve to be. You can't come out of games and say, oh... We should have won that game. Or it was a bad decision by the referee. We've hit the post or bar repeatedly. We've had loads of missed chances. It just isn't happening. It just is not happening. At no, all. I, I would no. love for us to get a lucky result. I mean, even in in last season, in some games, you could see that we were getting away with some results. Oh, yeah, yeah, and you kind of think, okay, we've got away with that somehow. That's fine. There's there's some mental resolve, if you like. Yeah. But this season. The games I've seen where you're just praying that the opposition has a bad performance. I think I can't remember. I think it was either Glenn or Ady said it on the on the radio, where you're just thinking, you just want the opposition not to turn up for a game. Yes, yeah. but it doesn't happen. No. I mean, that's that's because the we championship. Make it so easy. We that's make the it championship. So easy, though, yeah, don't we? we do. We just roll over. Yeah, you don't have to put much in to beat us or get no. something against us. Really. And, and that goes back to to our shape, our style. That the opposition scouts whenever they see us, they know where, where our flaws are. We know we're no good at closing men down or who to mark and what we're like at set pieces. 
all of that you could watch you know five ten games of ours and you don't have to see too much more to realize that we're easily got at and you know every team in the championship could probably score a goal at, uh, against us and, and and win a game and it's just you know we can't do that to the opposition so how bad are we in that regard if we can't do the same things that the opposition does to us. No, we're absolutely rubbish. That's what we are, basically. I think when you say about a team not turning up, if, if, if we ever had a chance of that happening, it was last Saturday against Leeds. Yeah. Leeds didn't turn up for the first 40 minutes at all. No, and, and no. their record recently hasn't been as good. It's it's very Almost similar to ours. Yeah. They've had a change of manage, management too. And, you know, from the people that I have spoken to that are Leeds fans they can see differences happening already but they're just not translating into results um, they were obviously very close to to coming away with, with three points from, from our place but we managed to hook that one back um, but we don't seem to be showing that same kind of change because uh, there hasn't been no change to be made it's, it's the same also we did play a bit more directly against Leeds obviously um, that was slightly good to see, but obviously that bogged against uh, Yap's idea, and he almost seemed to be divorcing himself from his own decisions of getting it from back to front quicker, which is oh, quite damn. bizarre. Damn, damn. So let's move on to uh, EPR three, and I ask the question: some of our chances of a survival this season. So uh, quite a few of you um, uh, replied to me, so thanks for that. Uh, here's some of them. So Patrick Collins said, no fork, no fork and, ch- and chance. That's quite a difficult one to say without actually swearing. And uh, Friday324 said, uh, Biscuitman thumped crumbs. I quite like that one. quite like that one. It's quite nice. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Ian uh, M1871 said, others are worse. I think most people, as the theory of the goal is that we're not going to stay up because of our own uh, quality, because we haven't got any. It just said the others are even worse. Yeah, sad, sad state of affairs when you've, uh, you know you've got to rely on other teams to um, be worse than... Be worse than us. <laughs> when you consider how bad we are, mm. it's a really bad situation, isn't it? Matt Slater said, long drive home. Very much so. Very yeah. long drive. Anyone who went last night, wow, for Reading is... Off, yeah. yeah, totally. Because yeah. you, you... Wow, I mean, you go with always a tiny bit of hope, but you must have known, yeah. really. Yeah, I mean, it's... As I said to you before, it's like playing a Premier League side in the FA Cup away from home. You you, you wish it, wish for it, but you, you know you're pretty much not going to get it. Um, and yeah, we're, we're miles away. Definitely. A spotter said, Oxford next season. That's his thoughts on our survival, which... You know, there are. It's very hard to argue with these points. It's hard it? to argue. I don't like the foresight. But <laughs> yeah, it's hard yeah, to it's argue a, against it's it. It's a very fair point. So, uh, yeah, thanks to everyone to uh, sending those in. Appreciate it. So, moving on to the next thing, which I think would be who do we blame most for this? Yapstam or the owners, stroke, Mr. Ron, I was once at Chelsea, Gourlay. Oh, I think for me it's it's yeah because he he's the one that defines the style. He's the one that is using those players. Um, a lot of them he's used in in round holes. A lot of them he's used in square holes and square holes. Square That's holes. <laughs> and he's often used square players in even weirder shaped holes. Um, 
yeah. you just don't know where you're going to stand, and and any team's got to have some some rigidity. They've got to know that they're going to be playing week in week out, barring any injuries. Like you said before, with Holmes coming in, what's the point in bringing him in for one game if you're just going to put him back on the bench again? I don't know. It doesn't make any know. sense. It's not like we had an injury crisis. And no, we, we had, had Blackett and Alori on the bench at the so same time. So really, what was that all about? Was mm. that a message to the players, those senior players, that they had to up, you know, up their game? Because yeah. I don't think it's particularly worked. Mm. Really. I mean, maybe Alori played a little bit better against Leeds. Uh, yeah, I, I, I yeah. think there was a bit more intensity yes. from him. That's, no, that's a little um, bit harsh. I mean, Blackett obviously didn't play against Leeds, but mm. and I can't really judge um, Blackett from mm. last night. So. Well, I, 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 I do think it's it's mostly down to Stam. We had we had the the money influx from the, from the owners, um, with help from Brian and Ron, I guess. Uh, but how we've utilised those players in the, and in the style that we know that we've been found out about now. Um, that's the most worrying thing is that we've never adapted. We've never made ourselves harder to beat. We've we've always been in this weird kind of middle ground of we don't want to lose, but we've no idea how to win. Um, so whatever strengths we thought we had at the start of the season have just evaporated. Totally and utterly. I mean, I personally would blame the owners more because they seem to have abdicated any responsibility. I've named me another team in the championship that could go one win in 17 and not sack their manager yeah. and spend the relative amount of money that they spent in the summer and keep most of our key players. And yes, okay, maybe we shouldn't be finishing third. I mean, yeah, we definitely shouldn't be finishing third despite my crazy pre-season predictions. But we probably, if you'd have said we were going to finish 10th, 11th this season, you'd say, okay, that's you know a bit disappointing because last season we had a good playoff run and... You think, oh, we had that golden opportunity. But you would say, yeah, that's a drop-off. But is it really that much of a drop-off, considering the season before Stam took over? I think maybe we finished 19th. So you say that's still a progression, really, over the period of time. Because we would have won a few more games and maybe would have brought in some younger players or whatever would have happened. But we've seen none of that. And the owners have just done nothing. We've heard absolutely not a word from them. We've got Ron Gourlay, who was saying before the Birmingham game in January, he's still got our support. Not only have we not improved since that day, we've got worse. The team looks split. They look completely gutless most games, I would say. They just fall apart at the slightest, slightest pressure. They have no idea how to win a game. Who are the leaders in that team? And who is the leader off the pitch? If you have no one leading the whole club... Who can make decisions? Stam is just making random decisions now. He's changing his style. He's bringing players in. He's taking them out. I can't believe that all of those players are thinking Yap Stam is the right man to take them forward now. I just cannot believe that. So yeah. where are the owners and what are they doing? Yeah. I've got a, a feeling that they don't know what to say and how to say it. Um, not because their English is bad, but they don't know what message to give give across. And either they're trying with Ron to, to to give us something that we can tangibly believe or they're just playing that waiting game and, and saying something when they know what the end of the season is going to give us. It's such a risky game to play, though, to, to wait because we, we know that it's going to be dreadful if we get relegated. And if the owners don't care that we get relegated and that they're willing to pick up the financial 
shortfall on that, then I, I, re I really don't see that as some kind of plan to to mitigate against. It's just just a weird, weird situation. And, and okay, you can understand why they don't want to make a decision financially to to get rid of Yap if he's not going to walk because his contract's probably loaded to the hilt of of clauses for for when he leaves the club. But for, as you say, Paul, for no messages to come out to say where what 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 their views are, even if they're 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 a little bit trite and a little bit kind of corny, it's something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, something, something. Yeah, it doesn't have to be deep and meaningful and uh, no. explain everything, every single detail of mm. the plan. Just something. Just something. I mean, I mean, Ron probably speaks to them every week, doesn't he? Without I think so. Well, yeah, said the other day um, after the match, sorry, against Wolves yesterday, he said that he spoke to me in the morning. So they were still very supportive, but. I have to say, that was the most flat I've heard, Yabstam. He's yeah. absolutely sick of everything. He, he's got to be starting to doubt himself internally, and if it doesn't come across on, on, on the airwaves. Um, because even if he is trying with the best of intentions to, to put us in the best position, that message isn't, isn't working anymore. Nothing that he, he wants to pull off seems to be resonating with the players that much. And, and and even the players themselves, it, 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 there's some disconnect between the amount of times that he says, "I'm not telling them to do the passing around mm. the back." It, it's probably rubbish. He probably is. But if I was a professional footballer, and certainly the amount of professional football I've seen over the years, if players are in trouble, they'll get rid of it. Yeah. Rather than going, "Oh, I'll, I'll pass this back." and put themselves in a more precarious situation. No one will remember a player that puts it into Rosette, but they will remember who puts their goalkeeper in trouble. Yeah, That's for sure. So whatever he's trying, and however he's tried it, the, the phrase lost the dressing room, I, I think, is is where we're at. And, and, and people said, you know, against Stevenage, there was, you know, Gunter jumping into his arms after a goal. It's like, but yeah, that's Gunter. And that's one player. It wasn't a group of players. It wasn't the whole team. And it was against Stevenage. It's no you know, barometer. It was against Burton. Against Burton. Uh, but, you know, it was no barometer yeah. of, of any kind of, you know, support for the guy. And as you say, you know, the players look look absolutely dead on their feet on the field. Liam Moore used to look distraught after a defeat. Now he just kind of looks at the scoreboard and gives a fist pump if he sees that Burton have lost. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it, isn't that's, it? That's how far we've come. I just think that Yapsam just coming out of nonsense week after week. I remember a few months ago, maybe not even that, he was saying that uh, the owners want us to play in a certain style. Oh, garbage. Now the owners are quite happy to stay play long ball, basically. Utter garbage. Utter garbage. And you just think, yeah, just take some responsibility. This is what makes me think the owners are the people who are putting this in this situation. Because they must see a manager who was just totally losing the plot. Mm. Just coming out with random ideas, match after match. You've no idea. He's got the random team generator. What is he going to come up with? Next. Yeah. I mean, who knows what the team will be against mm. Norwich? We could suddenly see uh, Holmes back in. Yeah, we, we could do. I mean, it's, yeah. again, the Norwich game, you, it's not as a, a much of a free hit against Wolves, no. but we're not expected to get anything out of it. But Norwich aren't that great. No, no, they're not that great. Just but, draw one or Barnsley. When was the last time we, we really put in a decent performance away from home, though? Wow. I don't know. Maybe... Probably Hull. 
Nil nil. That clean sheet. Exactly. The glory one. But, yeah. but yeah. In, it's 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 one of those strange things that you think when he either he does need to make more changes to to freshen things up and, and wake a few players. But it's no different from any other time of the season where he's made changes that you kind of don't know what he's done them for and who are we going to bring back in. I mean, Martin might be well again. Yeah. He what is wrong play. with him anyway? Illness. He, illness. Yeah. Yeah. But if he is does come back in. Would he dare drop Bodvarsson, who's got some kind of... He probably would. Scoring... Yeah, probably would. he, he yeah. probably would. <laughs> yeah, he he probably would. But the, the main problem is that it's whatever formation that we manage to, to put out, which is either one or two formations, really, we don't... We're not any more solid for it, or we're not any more threatening, and we're not a surprise for the opposition. No. So, no. The only thing change? that we surprise is ourselves. Well, they're only an aptitude. It just gets worse. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah. We can't block crosses. We can't stop uh, teams from scoring outside the box, inside the box. We can't. Your goalie doesn't want to catch the ball. No. He wants to punch it all the time. We don't score goals. Mm. You know, away from home, do we? Not really. Not many at all. The, the other thing that it just kind of appeared in my head is that can you imagine for a minute? Oh, bear with me on this one. This is a flight of fantasy. Okay. We're one okay. nil up against Norwich. And we've got 10 minutes to go. Okay. We haven't had that kind of pressure against us. I can guess how this is going to go. <laughs> in any game that I can think of for an awful long time. No. What is the chances of us holding out for those remaining 10 to 15 minutes with that that one, one result that could really kind of not save us, but it would go an awful long way? We haven't had that situation where that pressure is you know, in our faces because it's been too easy to get past. I suppose we did recently against Forest. Uh, yes, it was quite late. Yeah, I think that was the eighty-something minute, wasn't it, when he scored? But it, it didn't seem that a kind of game though, where it, it was, was all like forest in the it was half, all, yeah. all Forest. But yeah. it, it, it almost wasn't as this late in the season, obviously, where yeah. it was desperate. No, you're I'm, right. Yeah. We still got a point out of it, but yes. I don't. It'll be another one of those where we won't be able to cope. No. You know that before we go into the match. And it, now we? it seems like we're we're thinking, as fans, if we can get a point here and we can get a point there, we might be okay. We're not even thinking about can we get three wins out of the last nine? Is it nine games? Um, and that would that would be all right. That'd be fine. And I was thinking myself, if we can get two wins, that would be pretty good. It just shows how how much of a disaster it's been when you're thinking. I just want two wins. I have to be honest, the first result that you should look for a Redden fan at the moment is Burton and Birmingham and Sunderland. Absolutely. Not yeah, us. I don't Because I mean, we are the, not delivering on any level. The game against Derby, yeah. um I watched Liam Moore and I mentioned him fist pumping when he was looking at the scores. And Wow. A, a number of the players were looking towards the scoreboard when they were coming through. And it does say an awful lot when the players know they're looking at other teams now. Well, you know, that's a, it's, it's an honest you know, human reaction, isn't it? You're bound to do that, but it's just a depressing from where we started the season, isn't it? Yeah. We've reached the point that we're relying on Burton to get wins. Or not wins, sorry. Yeah. This is kind of, I think, I mean, if I look at the last few seasons, I think in 2014-15, they needed 41 points to stay up. Mm-hmm. And and uh, two thousand fifteen sixteen, you needed forty. 
So we're not, really we're not, not far, far away. away. Not that far we away. are really not that far away. And there's nothing to say it could be even be 39 mm. this season because the teams below us are, I mean, we're bad. We yeah. are definitely bad. Mm. But they are atrocious. We but we're just living fear that one win. We're realistically real looking at that last relegation position, aren't we? Because yeah. Sunderland are, uh, are pretty much gone. But all they need um, is one win. Yeah, but when you've seven had... points adrift now. No, not seven, though, five, because Barnsley didn't win, yeah. yes. And Burton probably same boat. So it's that last position, really. Mm. And that game against Sunderland could be the one that it everything hangs off. If we can get that win there, that will probably be curtains for them. And it might just be enough for us if we can get another point here or there. But would you... I mean, oh, we should, I mean, I say we should be Sunderland, but... Sunderland are going to be at that point when, if they've still got a mathematical chance of staying up, mm. and even worse in some ways, if they're down. Because if we go into a game expecting to win, when was the last oh, yeah. time Reading I mean, had a game this season when we I, really thought we should win? Yeah, at I, home. I, I don't think anyone is and expecting it's on a Saturday as well. Who knows? Who knows? So you've got I, added pressure as well. It's built, hasn't it? As we know, as it keeps saying, it's over 300 days now. Yeah, it's, it's a long, Saturday. long time. Quite incredible. But it's the only winnable game that we've probably got. Whether Sunderland yeah, will somehow probably. release the shackles for that game, I doubt it. But if they, if they haven't done it already, then I, I can't see them can't see them doing it. Um, but the the other home games that we've got, we've got Preston, haven't we? Yes, we got Preston coming that might up. Be we've tricky, also got QPR, haven't we? Anything could happen at QPR. We played some of the worst games I've ever seen Field against God. QPR. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that one, who knows what's going to happen there? We could turn up. We could have We've apart. also got Ipswich as well. Uh, yeah, Which be tough. perennial mid-table club. In, by that us. point, nothing to play for for Ipswich. So well, who knows? They Ipswich could the play league. some kids. If you know, oh, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, probably. No idea. But the game that I'm dreading most is probably Fulham away. I think yeah. that could be an absolute yeah. battering on their current form. And um, I think they'll love that. On and I don't blame that after last season's playoff semi final. Yeah, it'll it'll rub our noses in it right royally. Ryan Fredericks is uh, going to be uh, yeah, and Mitrovic is scoring a lot yes. of goals for them. Well, he's a good player for the championships. Yeah. Let's not talk about Fulham. <laughs> Just no, no, I don't talk about that. So, yes, we will be moving on to Norwich City on uh, Saturday. What do we think is going to happen there, Neil? Um, Norwich, <laughs> this really Norwich, <laughs> Norwich something, Reading, Neil, something probably. good about this game. Even, even I optimistically can say it won't be as bad as last season. No. <laughs> no. Which is amazing, isn't it? Considering how well last season was, we know that we're not going to concede seven in a game. Yeah. This is an up thing. It's basically, this would be the one game this season we can probably improve on. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm pretty comfortable nice we're not going to let in seven again. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that would be. That would be no. I can't. Yeah, letting in a few threes recently, but uh, not seven. I would love a point. Wow. Not a pint. Yes, no, that would, <laughs> that would be seven. nice as well. But uh, I, I can only realistically, and even realistic isn't is is stretching it see a point out of that I can't see us getting a, a win and managing to hold out Jesus. I think Madison is going to boss us he, he's, he's class he's, yeah. he's, he's a very decent player as he showed when he scored down at our place um, so yeah I, I'd like to see a draw 
goalless draw would be I'd like brilliant. Win. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to happen, though, is it? We're not going to get a win. No, but yeah, something would be nice. I think uh, I don't know. Norwich aren't that amazing, but they're at home. We're dreadful. We don't seem to have the ability to do anything at the moment, really, away from home. Being optimistic, I'd say two-one defeat. Two-one, three-one yeah. sounds about standard, really, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, um, I think when Nelson Oliveira will be playing, he's no. had a bit of a fallout. Do you remember? There. Do you remember the dreams we had in <laughs> August year, when we he? thought, "Oh, if Nelson signs, yeah, then that would be the after his move to Berkshire." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. everyone's been crying <laughs> tears since yeah. then. <laughs> oh dear. Well, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, if we stay up, the good thing about the championship, if you stay up. Next season could be totally different. It's completely it has to be rational. Look at it Cardiff, has to be. Really yeah, nice yeah. It, every, everything is is swings around about. But we have to have a new manager. Yeah, uh, I, I would. See. I cannot see how Yap's going to have any motivation next year to want to continue this adventure, uh, three year plan or not. Three year uh, plan. Yeah. yeah, believe that if you like. Yeah. Um, I don't think he'll have the appetite. We we don't have the appetite. Um, I it's don't have the just a case of seeing no. it out, I think. Uh, but we'll have to see. That's that's something for another podcast in a, in another month. Yes. So I will also be posting some goals from a match in uh, 1995-96 season, which involved a goal from a certain Mr. Dylan Kerr. So hopefully um, you'll uh, check those out and uh, we can... Uh, but the Periscope as well, I'll be doing that on um, Friday night. And if I manage to watch uh, some of the match on Saturday, I will be uh, doing a post-match Periscope. So thanks to everyone for uh, listening. Uh, it hasn't been the most upbeat one, I grant you that. But Sorry. it's difficult to be upbeat when the team is absolutely abysmal. So until next time, thanks a lot. Cheers. I clicked on it and it went up. Damn it.